The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osmonds from Home Street Bank. Yeah. And then my, Mine's so much easier to say. I know. I'm, I was just wondering if I repeated myself. It felt like mine was so long on intro this time. But uh, welcome, listeners, to yet again another episode of our fun show about real estate and mortgage. And uh, I'm just going to give you a heads up. Stay tuned. It's going to be a fascinating day talking about moving. Going to be talking about oh, moving. I'm, I'm sorry, I just nodded off there for a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? Well, yeah, I know, I know. You know, so anyone who's listening to the show and who heard any of the promos for our show over the last week was probably like, "I'm huh? sorry, they're bringing in a moving." Pr- what are we doing? What? Like, okay. And even and even we were just saying to our guest before we came on air, which by the way, Rob Schmidt from Olympic Moving. Well, Rob, howdy, everybody. Yes, um, it was like, how do you make a promo sound interesting about moving? Yeah. You know, or even put a show together about it. It was like, it's actually, I think it's a great topic. I mean, if we're going to be talking about real estate and mortgage and all that, well, what do people have to do when they're talking to me and you? Right. Move. Oh, it's the worst part of the whole process as far as I'm concerned. Not it, that, not, yeah. no, no offense, Rob, but no, I know, I mean, it's <laughs> difficult. It's, it's packing well, no, no. boxes. You and... know, so I was just at a, a sales meeting for our Remax office earlier today. And sure enough, the, the new marketing gal that they have for our, our offices uh, she just moved and she mm. was like, uh, uh, God, I never want to do that again. I said, well, did you buy a place? She goes, no, I'm ready. I'm like, well, then you'll be moving again at some point. She's like, I know, I know I got, I'll hire people next time. And I'm like, well, yeah, you probably should have done that this time, but yeah, it makes it much easier. Like the last two moves I've done, I've hired people and it's like, it's made such a difference. But oh, see, anyway. and I've never done that. I've always just I, done Well, you're a Mr. Do-It-Yourselfer. Yeah, but you're always Mr. Do-It-Yourselfer. I got the dump trailer. I got this beautiful trailer. You hit the button and the whole thing tilts like a dump truck. So I just load all my furniture in there, back it up, <laughs> hit the button. We don't recommend that. No? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's also an uncovered. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that in our and it's always fine raining weather, when I decide. Yeah, I was going to say in anything, our fine just, weather. Oh, of yeah, course, yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, I'm I'm getting away from what is typically in our first segment. But mm. you know, I'm I'm actually still excited about what this show is because I like to think that we bring in all kinds of wonderful educa- educa- yeah, educational Ed- components. I can't yeah. even talk now. I'm so excited, right? But <laughs> but no, the moving thing is just like. Something that a lot of people, like, they know they got to do it, but they really don't know how to do it right. So I'm excited to have Rob on because I've known Rob a long time. So we're going to get him mostly in our second segment. But yeah. uh, before we get to that, yeah. did you want to talk about where rates are going this week? Sure. Uh, today, not so good. They're going up oh. a little bit. Okay. So we have some upward pressure on interest rates. The bond markets mm-hmm. are not having a good day. Matter of fact, uh, so far, it might count 16 Major lenders have increased their interest rates just a little bit so far today. Okay. But and when you say a little bit, what's that mean? Probably about an eighth of a percent. Or sometimes okay. you'll see the rate stay the same, but the points of fee might increase to get mm-hmm. that 
that same interest rate. So what we've got is a alleged taper tantrum going on. I'm sorry, alleged what? Taper tantrum. Taper so tantrum. It's a taper tantrum. Not a temper folks. tantrum like my nope. dog gives me sometimes nope. when he doesn't want to. We have a taper tantrum going on. Okay. So what that means, and, and we had one of these in 2013 when the Federal Reserve, as part of the whole big bailout of our economic crisis, mm-hmm. started purchasing mortgage-backed securities. Yeah. They were buying bonds to the tune of billions of dollars every week. Billions and, uh, and billions, in, to yes, quote Carl literally, Sagan. In 2013, they announced that they would taper. They would taper away from doing that. Well, immediately the bond markets reacted and interest rates rose sharply. They rose very, very mm-hmm. quickly. And, uh, and then it, uh, ultimately the, the, uh, the feds kind of backed off and kind of got back in there. They didn't really taper the way we thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. And rates went back down. And right now we're still at historic uh, low interest rates. Oh yeah, absolutely. So maybe this is just a little trial balloon that the that the Fed's floating out there. Maybe they won't be tapering quite as much, mm-hmm. but they just kind of put that out there. And uh, and the markets, uh, in in addition to some troubles over there in Europe, um, you know, did not react positively. So putting a little bit of upper pressure on rates. But with that said. Uh, the the average for the nation right now, conventional conforming 30-year fixed rates are still averaging right around 3.5%. 15-year fixed rates are averaging around 2.8%. FHA averaging around 3.3%. And jumbo 30-year uh, fixed rates are averaging around 3.625%. And my here's my disclaimer. Okay. When I'm quoting rates, I'm giving you just sort of ranges and averages of, of oh, rates. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, well, at least what when, you're saying is better than what they find on the Internet. Oh, well, I, I, I certainly hope so. But but every person's situation is going to be a little bit different. Um, your, your rate will vary based on your credit score. It can vary based on how much you're putting as a down payment. It can vary based on the, the loan program type and even the oh, property yeah. type. Yeah, absolutely. So, so all these things can 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 affect you a little bit. So I'm not quoting you. APRs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm giving you just sort of ranges, averages for the for the nation. So, yeah. so uh, that's my my little disclaimer out there. Yes, yes, you do have to have a disclaimer because there are folks. Well, I mean, we have this happen all the time because you know, you and I, while we've known each other a long time, you're not the only lender I work with, mm-hmm. right? You know, sure. I work with lots of different lenders. In fact, my lunch with my assistant Marissa today I- included her going, "Well, is Eric the only person we work with?" I'm like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course not, you know, but um, she was curious, like, how do you know the difference Mm -hmm. of a good lender versus, you know, not such a great person working in that? So we kind of went over all of those different things Mm -hmm. during our lunchtime training. Um, But it was also a discussion of, you know, what are the things that like what you're describing right now? What is someone trying to to buy rates? Are they quoting things out there? Are there, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the things that we run into all the time are clients who will come to us and say, well, you know, here's what my credit score was online. And right. you have to ferret out yes, which exactly. online source they were using because it may not be accurate. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, oh, and I was quoted this rate. Right. And you're like, okay, can we please also like if I, I'm sorry, but I know Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage, which is Quicken mm-hmm. and all that. Like they're they're advertising like mad right now, mm-hmm. but they're kind of sure. driving me a little nuts because it's like right. it, it's just not that simple, and it's not you know everything is different. It, everyone is different. Or we even had you know yeah. when we taught our class on the 17th of this month, one of the gals uh, after we were finished with the class said, "Oh, you know what we didn't talk about." Loans for mobile homes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there's kind of a reason for that. I call them wobbly boxes. 
Yeah, well, because I mean, actually, yeah, there's a whole different set of rules uh, yeah. for a, for a manufacturing exactly. home, whether it's a single wide home or a multiple, you know, double wide. And it's if you wide. can even get a, a regular kind of mortgage on it too, right? Because if they're not attached to the land, it's all kinds of rules. Yeah, for so that. many, so many mm-hmm. rules. And I even um, someone else I was saying. You know, they were asking about, well, how do I go about interviewing real estate agents? And I said, well, ask them a lot of questions about what kind of volume they have, what kind of experience, what knowledge base they've got. You know, there's all kinds of different little elements that that help you sort out their, you know, what they know. Right. right? Absolutely. I'll tell you a couple real quick thing on a mobile home. One one thing that will kill financing with anybody mm-hmm. is if you try to to purchase a mobile home that has been previously moved. If it's if oh, really? it, if it is not on the original location, the original site where it was transported, if they move it at any any time from one location to another location, it is no longer financeable. I did not even know that. Yeah. So see, I even learned something today. Yeah, that's a good one. So anybody thinking about doing that, don't do it. Uh, because you've just shot yourself in the foot. Well, unless you're willing to just sell it as yeah, a vehicle. Cash or, exactly. Yeah, yeah you exactly. pay cash for it. Right. That's right? right. That's right. But that's the whole thing is like trying to figure out. In fact, um, knowledge base is just everything. We're, we're dealing with a transaction right now that oil tank decommissioning has come up. In mm. fact, actually, mm-hmm. oil tank decommissioning has come up three times for me in the last week. Oh, interesting. Three yeah. completely different parties. Huh. Haven't had one come up in a very long time. And now three times in one week. We're going to have to talk about that on a show probably. <laughs> and, well, no, seriously, because uh, you remember when we had the fire department in talking about Prop 1, mm-hmm. I actually want to get somebody in to talk about oil tank decommissioning. And at the same time, um, you remember our, our mutual friend, Hutton Lee, who's mm-hmm. a past client. Sure. Uh, his neighbor, I found out when we were doing like the big neighborhood VIP open house event for his place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out his neighbor, a guy named Mike, really super cool guy. Um, he works with the state of Washington in, with environmental hazards. Mm-hmm. And so oil tanks kind of fall in that category because they can create like an environmental hazard and the potential they don't always necessarily leak into the ground and cause contamination, but they have the potential of it. So I want to see if we can try and get him on here along with maybe someone from the fire department and maybe a city to talk about that whole thing. Because it was only like, what, 93 or 96 when they started actually tracking records so. on those. Right. And even then it was sporadic. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of different little pieces that are um, kind of mistakenly discussed in the real estate industry and among consumers. And I want to get some people in that are actually more experts to talk about it so that uh, we can maybe get a really good session that we can have available for people to refer back to even after that show. There you go. That's kind of a teaching tool. Okay. We're going to have the oil tank, mobile home, and what else can we throw in there? Oh, there, you know, there's always, (laughs) you know what, we're going to have to talk about septic. We should get someone from the department of health. You know, absolutely. um, well, the, yeah, the new inspection. There, there are some new inspection requirements, but um, yeah, I've I've got a guy. I got I got my guy, and he'll I got a guy. He'll come and pump it out for me. And last time he was out, he said, "Okay, all done. That's going to be you know two hundred and twenty five dollars." I'm like, mm-hmm. "You take a check?" And he's like, "Sure." And I'm like, "What happens if my check bounces?" And he's like, "I'll just bring it all right back." <laughs> What so, do they do with all that stuff when they pump it? I, some things I don't even want to really think about. So, um, yeah. See, yeah. I'm just so horribly curious. I actually want to know. <laughs> like, where does it go? It's called Brightwater. It just goes up to Brightwater, and they, they sort it all out. 
goes in goes in one pipe comes out the other all clean and sparkly that's true okay it sounds like la where they're now using that to create drinking water oh really yeah, yeah, did you not know that? That down in that mm. area, because they have such water shortages, that they actually have facilities that are taking sewage and converting it to drinking water? I am. Everybody in the studio just bringing this. See this on, they did a whole segment on this thing on 60 Minutes. I'm going to be down there in a couple of weeks. I'm going to bring a second well, suitcase I have to be down there next of week. bottled water. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Yeah, I have to yeah. be down there next week. Another reason that we want to live in the beautiful Northwest where our water. <laughs> Is came pristine. from where it's supposed to have come from. Yes, it's beautifully pristine <laughs> at the water. the back end of a pipe. That's right. <laughs> well, stay tuned as we talk about hopefully more exciting topics than that on Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And this is a live call-in show. Mm-hmm. If you have questions for us or our guests, anything to do with mortgage or finance or real estate or today moving, moving nothing about... Or even talking about the LA, LA water system. Water. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, but you can call us toll-free at 866 866- Seven one two thirteen hundred. Always happy to be here and grossing people out with new information. There you go. <laughs> you can also tweet us at Team Reba or Eric is my banker. If yeah. you have uh, burning questions for us, always mm-hmm. happy to answer them. Yes. Do we have a uh, Twitter handle for Olympic moving? What's the Twitter? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Are you Twitter. being serious? He's, Are you being serious? Uh, I'm not in charge of that uh, social media, so uh, okay. no, I, I, I okay. can't. All right, well, wait, well, hold on, Rob. Okay, tell us your title yes. over at Olympic Moving. Vice President of Sales and Marketing. I, and you I don't know your Twitter <laughs> Okay. Let's back up here for a second. Sales and marketing. I thought you were saying, I just drive trucks. You yeah. Know? Don't bug me. Okay, well, no. No, have you wait. Actually now now that you've said that, I have to ask, have you ever had to have you ever had the commercial license? 12 years. I yeah. have a truck. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah, well, very good. cool. Well, so let's go ahead and get you introduced to everybody. I mean, we've already said yes, we have Rob Schmidt from Olympic Moving and Storage, and that's you guys are a, an arm of Beacon Moving. Is that, is that right? Beacons Moving Beacons and Storage, correct. Yep. Moving yep. And yep. Okay. Yep. So when was the last time you drove a truck? 2000, I think, was the okay. last year I drove a truck. Right. Oh, 16 so, years ago. Yeah. So you yeah. transitioned from working in the moving industry as a driver to then being in kind of the in-house operations. Is that? Yeah, I've sat in a lot of chairs. Uh, okay. You know, within the moving company, so I sat got off the trucks and yeah, okay. yeah, wore a lot of hats, however yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Sat operations in a lot of chairs. to sales. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of like that phrase. I sat in a lot of chairs. Settled into a, uh, a sales career. They have to be okay. other people's chairs. I don't think I knew that <laughs> till right this moment. Maybe you forgot. I'm sure we talked about that. Did we? I think oh, so. it could be. Oh, could no. be. Okay. All right. Well, for the people who are listening. Um, what in the world was that, Mister? Uh, I think my uh, my computer just it sounds like it just exploded. <laughs> that w- please tell me that I, wasn't the stock market. It, uh, that that was the bond market tanking. <laughs> was it? Yeah. No, it's all go. good. Go check your rates now. But uh, anyway, so we have you on, Rob, because I we've known each other. We were saying before the show started, the better part of probably at least ten years. Yes. 
And so for anyone listening, I've been in the industry since mid-2003, so it's been quite a while. Um, and we met, you were at a different firm, but um, we kind of reconnected recently with you in this position, new position over at Olympic. And we had a lunch where I thought, you know what, we should have you on. Because, you know, in the real estate industry, like we were saying before the break, you know, if someone's talking to me and Eric, well, lo and behold, they, they have to do the actual physical act of moving. It's not just the purchase process and everything else that we're always in. There's all the related, you know, businesses that are ancillary to that and moving being the biggest one. Right? True. Yep. And when people talk about stress and they talk about things that are going on in their lives, moving is one of the, you know, buying a house and moving is in the top five stressors that people can go through. Right. Agreed. Yeah, we've yeah. done market research that shows that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. it's not yep. even just market research. I mean, there's like all kinds of psychiatric testing and whatnot that they always say like the top five typically are, you know, either going through a marriage or divorce, uh, you know, wedding or, or divorce, uh, buying a house. Loss of a job. Loss. Yep. yep. Loss of a job. Going back to school yep. is for many people. Um, and then uh, death of a loved one. Yep. So those are typically the top five. So you know, we try and bring people in on this show that help educate our listeners about the process of all these different elements that are engaged within our ancillary industries. Buying a home, selling a home, yeah. financing, yeah. all and, of that. And moving has become even more than just the physical act of, hey, it's the day to move, get my stuff in a truck and get it somewhere else. You guys are, you're having to morph and shift with the industry too because storage has become a bigger part of you guys' business over time because people are now, we have more sophisticated consumers and everyone's decluttering. They're yep. actually, or, or we're hoping they are, right? Agreed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's more aspects to how somebody engages with a business like Olympic, um, things they have to be thinking about, ways that they might interview somebody who's coming to look at their belongings and, and handle their belongings and people get nervous and, and things are becoming even higher dollar. I mean, think about all the big flat screen TVs. Uh, my neighbor's yep. moving right now. Yep. And we didn't know until this last week, like he just retired from Boeing. And then suddenly we saw two big green dump things out in front of his house. And his mother passed away a couple of years ago and then he just retired and he's been living there forever. They filled at least two of these big old containers full of just stuff that they're getting rid of. And so I went to John and I'm like, hey, so, you know, are you, are you moving now that you're retired? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm moving. Now, we thought, because when I engage with somebody who's about to move, they're usually three months to maybe even a few years yeah. out from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, he had two days of this big container getting a bunch of junk thrown into it. And then a moving truck showed up yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the biggest mistakes you can make is not preparing for the move and getting rid of the things right. that you don't want to move because yeah. you don't want to pay somebody to move them and then go through them and throw them away. Exactly. So the preparation's key. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I was just a little surprised because we're looking at the state and condition of his house going, is he just going to leave it like that? Like, uh, they've already come <laughs> to pick his stuff up. Like, is he going to be gone next week? Like, what's going on over there? <laughs> like, I'm horribly curious. Sure. But, you know, this is a house that has been in his family since it was built in 1968. His mother and father both uh, were longtime Boeing employees and retirees. And his mom passed away at the age of, like, I think she was 96 when she passed um, just a couple of years ago. So this house had a lot 
of stuff built up in it, right? So there's a lot of things. But um, yeah, when you and I had that lunch, I just thought, you know what, it'd be great to have you come on because your company does offer both kinds of services. Sure, yeah. And so I think you could give an educational component around that, how people engage. Um, I know I always learn something new uh, about the processes because, you know, someone, uh, another one of our clients recently moved and he was telling me, oh yeah, I'm going to have the movers come and they're going to pack all my stuff. And I started asking some questions. He's like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't ask them that. <laughs> I, should I have asked them that? Sure. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Then he, you know, then he got nervous like, oh, what if they don't pack that stuff? I'm not prepared to, to do that myself on short notice. And should like, be okay. the sales rep- uh, representative's responsibility to talk that over with the client. They, right, They, they yeah. should know that up front, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so now that we've got you here and I've kind of rambled on for a little bit, can give us some give us some background of like, okay, how does, what what's a great way for the consumer to engage, maybe research and then engage with moving companies? Yeah, it's a great question. A great question. So if you're, if you're thinking about that, you want to get your head around, you know, who's capable of handling the type of service that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. You know, vet those companies. Do your research. Do do the background checks. Check references. Mm-hmm. Um, get online. Check repu- reputation. It's uh, it's the best way you're going to make an informed. And licensing, I'm assuming. And licensing. Because there's insurance, a yeah. bunch of people mm-hmm. who are kind of like, you know, two dudes in a truck. Yeah, yeah. With, ironically, there's a company named Two Dudes in a Truck or something, <laughs> like that. something to that. I know there's like two guys in a truck or something Two men in a truck or two guys in a truck or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of that. Okay, two schleps in a truck. <laughs> so yeah, two schleps in a van. I don't do know. your homework. You know, <laughs> know who's capable of of handling the type of business that you're mm-hmm. that you're doing, and do your due diligence. You know, um, well, and check the background. There's going to be a difference also between a local move and a cross country move. Of correct. Course. Yeah. All yeah, right. and and the way it's the way it's approached is primarily how it gets built. Everything's the same. The preparation's the same. The packing methods are the same. The handling's the same. You still have to put it onto a truck and get it off mm-hmm. of a truck. Um, so when you look at it, it's the regulatory body that talks about how you have to handle it and the way you have to bill for it, certain services that you bill for it. So that's kind of how we approach it. How are, are there still uh, – I know a, a while back there was a kind of a problem of some rogue movers in the area. Is that still something that people need to be concerned about? You know, there's been a number of stories that have been out through like uh, 60 Minutes and 2020, mm-hmm. I think, did a, mm-hmm. a story on that. I think I saw an article in Time magazine about rogue movers and – you know they exist. There, there's companies out there that operate less. Not than rug movers, rogue. Ro- rogue movers. Rogue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure I suppose they move rugs too, too but uh, yeah, okay. yeah, rug movers. Um, you know, you could have a broker, an internet-based company that's um, out there marketing themselves as a company that can handle your reload, uh, and maybe you trust them. Maybe they trust them to handle their their goods. And what they do is they secure your services and your. Uh, um, your business, and then they go find somebody to haul that. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Maybe the company that they chose to move your goods hauled hay the day before. You, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. where that really starts, um, you know, with getting tied up with the rug movers. So, you know, we offer assistance to help you through that transition um, if that happens. Um, you know, act on your behalf as an advocate. And, oh, good. And, and okay. help you get your, get your stuff back if it comes to that, yeah. Oh, well, wow. Okay. Where, where I've heard about it is they'll actually pack everything up, they get it into a truck, and then mm-hmm. the price changes. Hold it hostage. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. had that happen. So a past client of mine moved out here from New York, and a, a different company, she got out here, and, yeah, they, they were holding her stuff hostage in front of the building, uh, demanding an extra $1,000. And she had paid for it with a credit card. And so she was like, look, I'm just going to deny the charge, you know, 
but it ended up becoming you know, like at that point she went from feeling euphoric about this wonderful new step in her life to enraged <laughs> and like right. it just sure. it really put a big downer on this big new step in her life because she was moving out here basically she's now married to the guy she kind of moved here for sure and it just it just put a big downer on it for her and then she was then continuously sus, you know suspect you know or looking at movers with suspicion and and it's unfortunate because i know there's some really amazing people that are out there doing really excellent jobs uh, but there's a few people who've tainted the industry and that you know i always feel that way about real estate too because this sure. is the first industry i've worked in where i tell someone maybe at a cocktail party what i do for a living and they'll actually physically move away from me not because <laughs> i've done anything but uh, and every time i see it i'm like did you know you did that lawyers and real estate agents <laughs> yeah and they're like no i actually had some of them be like i'm not selling my house i'm like i i wasn't asking but okay thanks for letting me know right up front <laughs> and, and then i'll be like did you have a really bad experience with someone? And then I hear the horror story. I think, I think everybody out there is afraid of that happening to them. They've heard that story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the regulatory bodies that are out there that will um, protect you against something like that, that's what I mean by doing your due diligence and, mm-hmm. and checking the backgrounds of the companies that you're doing business with. We have no right to withhold your goods if payment's been made. Uh, in fact, the, the rule is 125% over the estimate. You can never bill for more than that. Um, at the time of the delivery. So. Okay, okay, but where would someone find that information? The Utilities and Transportation Commission offers that information online. Um, feel free to call any reputable moving company. They'll walk you through that as well. Okay. All right. So I want to delve more into it because I, I know we're kind of making a little bit light of it, but I know there's a lot more that we can cover. So we're going to do that after we get back from this break on Open House with Team Reba. If you have questions for our guest, 866-712-1300. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House from Team Reba. And I'm Eric Ostens from Home Street Bank. And I have a faulty mic. This yes, you do. Well, while you're face fussing around with that thing, uh, this uh, remind our listeners, this is a live call-in show. If you have questions, give us a call. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Hey, I did that with yeah. my eyes closed, my hands tied behind my back. Yes, you did. Nice there job. Yeah. And for anyone who does happen to want to find the Twitter feed for Olympic moving, it's Olympic underscore moving. So feel free to write that down, Rob. Thanks for putting that out there. There you go. Hey, you're welcome. (laughs) Well, and your website, olympicmovers.net. Very good. Very good. There you go. Thanks for putting that up. Mm -hmm. So during the break, because I was just sitting here asking you questions, you know, because we're talking about moving today, right? Everybody's favorite thing to do, Mm. moving. Yay. But, you know, we're trying to help give our listeners Easier, better ways, better practices, ways to know how to, you know, feel confident about who's going to be handling their belongings, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And right before the break, what was, say again, where people can go to to get accurate information about. The Utilities the, Transportation Commission regulates moving within Washington state. So those okay. are, those. That, that's the regulatory body. Okay. When you get into interstate moving, uh, where you hear some of the horror stories, mm-hmm. it, it's less regulated. So it's, uh, you want to be a little more careful. A little more okay. Wild West yeah. out there. Yeah. Well, what I want to know, 
I know we're supposed to be asking hard-hitting questions here. I want to know what's the craziest thing that you've ever had to move? Wow, that's a good question. Um, recently, we relocated a skate park. That was kind of unique. Really? Yeah? Yeah. City like of Blaine purchased the uh, Covington Skate Park, and we were involved with the relocation up to the city of Blaine. Wow, I always oh, think of those things on. being like huge hunks of concrete. Which... Well, they, they kind of are. <laughs> Chunks of concrete and uh, steel and, and, and uh, laminated wood products, so it's, it was a challenge. Oh, um, wow. Getting it, getting it disassembled. They're not designed to take apart, so uh, it was a, a pretty challenging project. So who took it apart? Well, we, uh, we partnered with a, uh, an industrial contractor to, to disassemble it and crane it onto flatbeds that we hauled up there. Oh, for crying out loud. So when you think of moving, it's not just household goods. It's it's yeah anything that needs to get moved. Yeah. All kinds yeah. of things. Sure, sure. Interesting. We had um, a gal who helps people with, like, downsizing. Mm-hmm. And she said one of the most interesting things that they had, had to help um, find moving for was a what was it, a suit of armor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were, we were talking about, like, Chihuly chandeliers and things like that that are really sensitive to move. Sure. And then Eric asked the question. He's like, what's the strangest thing you've moved? And uh, she's like. Oh, easy. Suit of armor. It's like, oh, wow. That was like immediately <laughs> came like, to mind. came right out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you, in, in most situations, are you actually doing the packing for people or are they, I mean, how does that normally work? I've, I've never, uh, you know, hired a moving company, so I have no idea how yeah, it works. Yeah, because there's all yeah. different levels of interaction with you guys. So let's talk about this. So it's tailored to fit the need of, you know, the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a great way to control and mitigate cost of moving is doing some of the packing yourself. But yeah, we're often asked to come in and, and prepare everything before the move. So now, are there some things that you guys won't move? Flammables, combustibles, corrosives. Okay, so things that are in your garage, most likely. Under the sink, things of that nature. And, you know, the guys will go in and separate that stuff out for you. Okay, Um, so the client who moved at the end of August... um, that When he said that he was going to have the movers pack everything, I was like, um... Are you sure? Because I've seen that shelf of, like, grass killer and other stuff in your garage. Like, I don't think... I don't think they move that. And I said, depending on the company, they may or may not move your alcohol for you too. Like if you have a bar, um, like no, open, mo- open alcohol m- most, in particular. Most companies will. Yeah. But is that just local moves? Because I know um, long distance movers, I've heard. It, it may just be not. their policy that they're not going to. It has to be factory sealed in order to relocate it. But um, but aren't these good? These should be questions people should be asking. Sure. Though, right. Sure. And, you know, really, how badly do you need that, you know, third of a bottle of Smirnoff? Well, I know um, some people who, because the movers <laughs> won't do it because of liability reasons, yeah. they either don't want their staff to have access to it or they don't want the flammable nature of it on Correct. the truck. Yeah. Um, I know people who have moving parties specifically to get rid of all the booze there that's open go. in their house. It's a good and I'm like, to... bring it on. Baby. Good excuse like, to have friends over and have a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that sounds like a good time. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you may not have any furniture in the house, but so what? Right. Most parties, okay. people stand up. That's okay. That's right. <laughs> people needs do to it. sit anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have everyone bring a lawn chair. You're good. <laughs> so so how, how much timing do you need? Uh, for for someone, let's say, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times we have purchase transactions where we've got a agreed upon closing date. And then at the last minute, everybody starts beating each other on the head with, with sticks and we get a delay for, for this reason well, or that, that reason. That That's a great question. And, and one of the biggest pains that we have in the moving industry, um, peak season is, is the summertime when all the kids are out of school. That's when everybody wants mm-hmm. to move. Sure. So plan as far ahead as you can. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of the summer, moving companies can be booked four weeks out. 
So if you haven't done your preparation or made a, a decision mm -hmm. on, on what vendor you want to use, um, you could end up having no resources to get moved. Got it. Off-season, so. you know, a couple of weeks' notice, we can okay. usually make that happen. Really? Even in our local market that's just banging it out like crazy right now in terms of... It is busy right now, but yeah, generally within a couple of weeks' notice, we can we can help you out. Okay. All right. Um, hmm. Okay, so that's if you're maybe buying, right? So, because if, if someone's buying a place, maybe they've just been renting for a while. Mm -hmm. What about like when sellers are prepping and they're doing the downsizing? Like, and they were just featured on the latest edition of Hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> work, work with an, uh, an organizer like to neighbor. get decluttered and staged. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Um, you know, whether you do it yourself or you work with an organizer, that's great advice. Get a hold of them. Get, get things cleaned up, um, packed up, stored. Okay, so while I re the, while the house shows. So yeah. I remember like when the organization Pods first came out, mm -hmm. which was the portable organization mm -hmm. or whatever the on heck demand it storage, yeah, on demand storage. Yep. So when they first came out, that was like, woo, what a big new concept, right? Containerized shipments, yep. Yeah. So do most moving companies have those resources available today? Because that's the thing is like Pods lost a bunch of market share at some point because a lot of other people got on board with the same thing. There are a lot of re there are a lot of competitors for that containerized shipment and and just about every moving company offers that option. Mm -hmm. So if it's it, it's a great alternative for the do it yourselfer or you know a small shipment solution mm -hmm. that's moving in the peak season, that's a that's a good way to get traffic moved. Well, cuz like when I'm working with sellers and we're doing the decluttering phase, there's almost, you know, like I w I was just this weekend out in Port Orchard talking to some folks, and they've got a bunch of stuff that they don't plan on getting rid of, but we're we need to get it out of their house. They have huge pieces of furniture and stuff. And a lot of artwork and things like that. So we're always telling people, "Hey, take the items that you know, have either financial, you know, personal value to you. Like, first of all, let's start getting a bunch of that out. And we don't want people just like looking at your stuff, right? Because even just touring their home, I mean, they have like a 5,500 square foot home, but there was so much stuff in there. I just kept looking at all their things instead of their house. Mm -hmm. I was still doing mm -hmm. my job, but it was like after a while, I was like, whoa, this is almost like overwhelming how much I'm looking at. We're going to have a bunch of things you're going to have to store. Yeah. And we either need to first look at maybe your garage or because they have this really amazing garage that's actually built to be able to handle like doing service work on like Ferraris. Like this guy used to own Ferraris and Porsches and stuff like that. And I don't want cool. to have his, yeah, it's super cool. I don't want to have his garage taken up with all their belongings. Yeah, it's a good selling picture. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, when we do all the 3d and the pictures and everything else, I really want to highlight this thing. So in certain houses, I'm like, Hey, look, if you can't get, if you can't afford the storage, Make it be your garage. Get it out of the house first. Put it out in the garage. But if possible, let's get it off to off-site storage. And what's great about those containers is that, you know, we just say it's it's pre-packing. Yep. And it goes off into that place. And then what's wonderful about it is because it's over there, when you move to the new place, you guys just load it on the truck, get the rest of the stuff, take it to the new place. Oh, right? Sure. Isn't yeah. that typically it? Yeah, it can work that way for sure. It's a, it's a great solution for the, uh, you know, the self you know, the, the, the guy doing it himself. Sure. Well, can you not have somebody help fill those things up or no? That's an option as well. So, I, I mean, there's, there's different ways to approach any, any project. And again, mm -hmm. your, your, your consultant should be meeting with you, talking about those options and deciding what's best for you. But yeah, okay. that's, that's definitely available. G yeah. Give me some of the questions they would ask in a consult. So, 
you're getting together and you're talking about how much needs to be removed, what needs to be done in order to prepare that stuff to be moved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how valuable is it? How well do you want to protect it? How confident you are you as the homeowner that you're going to prepare it mm-hmm. and that by the time it gets to its final destination that it's going to be a one piece? Yeah. So right. That's probably the biggest component. You know, a lot of uh, – it's not rocket science. It's moving. But let's face it. It's got to be done properly. And if uh, you're a homeowner that's never done it before mm-hmm. – um, you, you could suffer with that. And then the liability is yours. You're, you're the one well, uh, handling I'll, it. You're the one doing it yourself. You know, I have a home office. The last two moves I've done, I've definitely paid to have someone do it yep. and then had the insurance on my stuff because it's all my computer equipment and everything else, you know, that I need in my business. So it was like, heck, yeah, you've got all my office desks and all these other things i got to store. Heck, yeah, I'm going to make sure that's covered. I've been doing this 26 years, and I'd hire a mover to do it. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it well, yourselfers. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a big project. Uh, and at this point, my back can't even handle it anymore. Yeah, like, both. yeah the yeah. beer and pizza company. No, thank you. I like <laughs> my, no. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other part: if you want to see your things destroyed, hire your friends. Right, and because, my friends won't work for beer and pizza yeah, anymore. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> I actually had a friend of mine years ago who got irritated with another mutual friend because he just said, "Can I just give you some money to go towards a mover?" <laughs> and I remember she was so offended. And I was like, okay, here's the thing. We're, and this was a while ago. And I said, you and I are, this was me talking to her. I said, we're in our mid thirties right now. And most of our friends were anywhere from five to 10 years older than us. All these people in management positions, technology and other things like that. I said, what do you think the loss is for that guy? If he throws his back out, picking up your couch. All right. I'm like, seriously, like go get the, Big herkin dudes who have the straps and have the stuff that are supposed to be doing it the right way. I said, because you don't want to be responsible for that guy not being able to go to work and yeah. feeding his family next week. Yeah. Like, that's not the way to do it. And, you know, I still couldn't believe how, how irritated she was. I was like, you know what? When we were in our 20s, maybe I could get, you know, maybe you could get away with it. But we're all at a different phase in our lives right now. And frankly, every time I've had someone help move, cause I've had other people help. Um, I used to have other individuals help with our staging stuff. We actually hire a moving company to move our staging stuff now because I've had so many people ruin all these pieces of material. Like I've had lamps ruined, couches scuffed, uh, picture frames broken. I mean, I can't, mm-hmm. it, I, it's, it's losses to me and they don't care. Yeah. They no. just don't care. And your guys are paid to care. Yep. And you have to so, know what you're doing. Yeah. Mm. Right. Got to got to do it right. And what what happens in the case of, you know, a, uh, a breakage or theft? Obviously, uh, you uh, a person moving is going to carry insurance. What's the best type of insurance to take out? Well, the best type of insurance is the full valued protection. That's replacement cost. Yeah. Okay. So if we if we've handled it and we damaged it, um, we're going to pay to replace it. Okay. Very cool. Stay tuned. When we come back, we've got more. Uh, with Rob Schmidt, uh, Olympic Moving and Storage. Stay tuned for more of Open House Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hassa, Team Reba. And this is Eric Austin's <laughs> from Home Street Bank. What are you giggling about over there? Well, because I'm pretty sure what his question was, did you get a lot of hecklers? <laughs> they probably went out over the air because <laughs> these things are live when the, the lead-in comes in. So, yeah, we got you. We got yeah, you right. as a heckler right. <laughs> on the lead-in. Yeah, I think one of our very first calls we had, we had one call in. Oh, we our did. Very it, first was show. Yeah, it was your buddy. Yeah, it was your buddy. 
Yeah. But uh, I, I guess we're going to have a caller here in a second. Our esteemed producer, David Summers, is working it out over there. So we're going to have a caller here in a second. But uh, for our listeners who've just tuned in, this is Open House with Team Reba. So, of course, there's myself and Eric, but we have Rob Schmidt from Olympic Moving. Hi, everybody. And Storage, which we were just discussing right before we went on the break. But, uh, hey, David, do we got a caller here? Yes? Okay. And I'm sorry, what's her name? Hey, good afternoon. I think we have Brenda from Orange County. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Brenda. Um, I just moved to California from Florida, or I tried to move, and my friend up in Seattle was listening to you and said, you need to call them because you just had happened to you exactly oh, what no. they're talking about. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my tell goodness. Us, tell yeah, us. Can please share. Yeah, well, so I... Um, I loaded my things, or the moving company came. I, I got, first of all, let me start from the beginning. The mortgage, or not the mortgage broker, the moving brokerage company called me, and I booked with them, and mm-hmm. they assured me that that was the actual cost of the move. <clears throat> it was a very quick turnover because I just got a new job I needed to get here. So mm-hmm. um, they said they could be there. So a moving truck came, and it had a different logo, so I was a little concerned Mm-hmm. But they had me call um, the more the the brokerage to make sure that that was the company that they contracted, and they explained that it was a contract um, that you know that contracts they subcontract, and I, that sounded logical to me. But then it was actually a fairly small load. It was just like a one bedroom apartment okay. kind of load, but it was furniture, twelve boxes. Um, but like now that I'm estimating the value of about twenty thousand dollars if I replaced it, okay. So sure. good furniture. Sure. Really good you know. Was it put onto a, a large truck or did they have a small truck to fit just they had that? A small truck. Okay. They had a small truck and they told me that they were going to bring it to a large truck. Um, and so um, about two weeks later I got a call from the owner asking if I had received my things and I said no. Oh, that's a problem if they're calling you. Oh, boy. And then, um, yeah, he told me that um, they had told me the first red flag was when they emailed me and told me that my load had left. And then about three days later, they told me my load had left. And I called them and I said, are you you sure everything's okay? Because you told me the load left three days ago. And she said, no, no, it just left today. And it's been stored in a warehouse and it left today. And I said, okay. So then I got a call from the owner, and the owner said that, he, you know, he asked me if I got my stuff, and I said no. And he said, well, I think that there's been a mix-up. I think that your things were in a storage unit um, down in Florida, and that we don't know for sure which load it is, but he thinks that it's on a load that was a large load and that it was going to Colorado. And then then I heard the next, you know, he said that it could be on one of five trucks, Um took him about four or five days to finally look at the video to see which truck driver loaded it. And this, believe me, this, I don't know if this is true or if this is his story, but uh-huh. this is his, this is what he told me, you know? And then um, he said that every truck, he basically talked to every truck driver. None of them claimed to have it or to have picked it up. He said that the same color stickers might've gotten put together. Well, eventually, um, the last load of the last truck went to Texas, and um, he gave me the name of the person that perhaps received it, and that person told me that the truck driver took the things off the truck 
and she told him that it, was, it wasn't theirs. The owner told me that he thinks that the lady took my things. So Wait, wait, wait. So, so the owner of this company, instead of taking responsibility and solving the problem, just made you try and track down your own stuff? He was trying to track down the things, but I said, I want to talk to the lady that you think might have. Because his truck driver, he contracts with truck drivers, right? Mm-hmm. The truck drivers, he's trying to narrow down which load it went on and which truck, this is his story, which truck driver took it. So this takes me on about another week or two journey to figure out which truck has my things. And Oh, my gosh. And, oh, no. uh, yeah, I have to ask, do you have your things now? Yeah, did you get it? Get them? No. they. I never got them. And, oh, and the, you, so the lady in the lady in Texas told me that she doesn't have them. The truck driver says that, according to the owner, said that he doesn't have them and that he didn't take them. Nobody took responsibility for my things. But I did just recently get a settlement from the owner after I called um, whichever the, the, organi- the federal organization that oversees basically moving um i'm not yeah, the u- utilities that. and transportation commission or I department imagine. of transportation sure yeah, yeah. wow yeah i call, and they um you know they have not started investigating him but if i would have the thing about it was is that they did a sort of bait and switch the price of the load mm-hmm. became suddenly like four thousand dollars more oh my gosh pro- when i when he came to pick it up if i was to insure it for the full amount but they explained to me if I insured it for the full amount, it's still only sixty cents per item. And you know, I've done cross country loads. Mm-hmm. I've moved cross country for work several times and never had a problem. Um, so I was just like, it's okay. It's a fairly small load. And as you said, I I know from my experience before, when movers break your things, you don't get very much back. <laughs> so right. you know, it's hard to prove and all that stuff. So I wasn't really concerned because I was like, well. You know, I wasn't thinking they were going to lose the whole load. I'm thinking they're going to lose. If they lose something or break something, it's something, you know, replaceable. Right. But my my heartbreak is that they lost my kids' pictures and, and oh, memories man. and things like that. Right. Mm. So anyway, anyway, so we negotiated a settlement, which is far less than the, the actual replacement value. But at least I got something from him. He refunded me the money for the move, but I guess it's just a story that I wanted to share so that people who are listening, who are, mm-hmm. you know, that they that kind of prevent that from happening to somebody else. Well, thank you so yeah. much for the call, Brenda. I'm sorry that uh, you lost all your furniture. I'll be looking on oh, eBay. And all those Maybe mementos. It's kind of cool, good-looking stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for the call, Brenda, and congratulations okay. on your new job. Oh, well, thank you. It's all good, and we love California, so oh, thank you so much. Good, awesome. good, good. Not <laughs> as nice as Washington, yeah. though. Well, stop that. Robert, yeah, so saying. Rob, what what, what what, could someone do to avoid a situation like that? Uh, again, it goes back to doing your due diligence and checking on the company that you're doing business with. I, I had mentioned earlier um, you, doing should, business. Should she have <clears throat> potentially, as soon as there was someone else, that she was like, wait a minute, who is this? That is, that is the uh, design of the broker. Um, that's what I was mm-hmm. talking about. Um, mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the people that are going to be hauling your goods. They're subcontracting that service off. So then you're at mercy of the uh, the individual who's who's actually performing the services. So so how does somebody determine whether it's a broker? Ask up that question. Front? Ask you them just right have up to front. ask them up front. Yeah. Yep. Are Hard. you a carrier or are you a broker? Right. Yep. Okay. So that's that's the terminology difference. Correct. Carrier versus broker. Correct. 
Makes okay. sense. We Makes need to sense. hashtag that sucker. Okay. Yes. Now you have an announcement to make too. Reba, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before we finish up, so Rob, this, thank you. People were wondering like, how are you going to fill a whole hour of you know just moving? I'm like, easy, easy to no do. You, un- unbelievable the stories that can happen. So uh, last week I had mentioned that there's a, a new organization starting up in town that I'm a part of, which mm-hmm. is the Women's Real Estate Network, also known as REN, W-R-E-N. And we have a meetup tomorrow. It's our very first one. And it's going to be held at the Revel Consulting Headquarters at 2226 3rd Avenue in Seattle. Now, you have to RSVP because we only have a certain amount of room there. Mm-hmm. But you can RSVP to this. Um, if people want to uh, come to this, they can. there's a meetup. You can look online. There's a meetup for it. Um, and it'll say Women's Real Estate Network Seattle events. Uh, or they can also get a hold of me at info at teamreba.com, and I'll forward that on to the organizer, Elizabeth Embry, uh, who's putting that together. But I'm going to be one of the speakers uh, mm-hmm. for this uh, upcoming event. And the gal who is starting it, Elizabeth Embry, is one, as well as Deborah Razzo, who's coming up from California specifically for and, the event. And you're going to be talking about what? We're going to be talking about women investing in real estate. Just when yeah. investing in real estate. Well, it's 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 going to be a networking opportunity, and it's a lot of um, story sharing and best practices, things of that nature. We'll be good at that. Well, thank you all for listening, folks. Today, stay tuned next week every Tuesday at three o'clock for more with Open House with Team Reba. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.